Hi, it's Deborah here from Sailing Women's Network. Our next guest in the Women in Sailing podcast series has skippered three of her 13 Sydney to Hobart yacht races. She has skippered two round the world clipper races, winning a division and then overall line honours. She's participated in 10 Sydney to Gold Coast races and much more. I talked to Wendy Tuck about her recent times as skipper on the Maiden from Sri Lanka to LA via Sydney. She also shares with us her experience and achievements as skipper on the Clipper Round the World race. And we touch base with her on her Sydney to Hobart races and the Jane Tate Trophy. Wendy started sailing with her ex-husband in her 20s. They bought a boat and lived in Spain for a number of years. After taking a break and returning to Sydney, she discovered sailing again and so began the next leg of her sailing career. She got her first commercial ticket in 2002 and is an RYA Yachtmaster instructor and examiner. Holding a Master 5 Med 3 ticket, she is studying Med 2 with the goal of studying Master 4 to enable her to drive bigger boats, hopefully on Sydney Harbour. I'd like to welcome Wendy Tuck. Hi Wendy and thanks for being with us today. How are you? Very well, thanks. I'm actually sitting in the sun right now, so it's very pleasant. It definitely is. Autumn's a beautiful time of the year to be in Sydney. But my question to you is where should you be now? Well, I was sort of in nowhere land right now. I was waiting to go back to the UK, which I wasn't supposed to do till the first week of May, and that was to start doing some training with a sailing school over there to do the Round Island race, uh, which was supposed to happen at the end of June. It's now been delayed to the end of August and I'm still waiting to see if we're going to have a crew if it's still going to he- go ahead. So I'm just um, relaxing in Sydney, which was my plan anyhow. Enjoying some downtime, which is fantastic. You deserve yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, it's lovely. Tell us a little bit about your time with Maiden, you know, the highs, the lows, the challenges that you faced over that time. Um, Maiden was incredible. It was an awesome project. Um, I joined the yacht in Sri Lanka and I took over from Nikki Henderson and sailed to Australia, then New Zealand. So I was on the boat for just over eight months or so. Uh, challenges were at the beginning of the project. When I joined, there was still a lot of teething problems with the yacht after it got refitted. So, you know, we had quite a lot of issues there. That was probably the only oh, downside of it, but the rest was just amazing. Wherever we went, we got the most incredible receptions. We met young girls. We went and talked in school. So it was just a fantastic thing to be involved with. It was definitely lovely catching up with you in Sydney here in April last year and having a chat to one of the young members, Courtney. Um, She took over the engineer or the engine side of things. Yeah, that's right. She became our engineer, uh, self-taught until she got some time off to go do a couple of courses. And it was a bit of a baptism of fire for her, but she took it on and ran with it and did an incredible job. So she was great. Which way from Sri Lanka did you guys actually come to Sydney? So what were the other stops? Yeah, we sailed straight from Sri Lanka down to Fremantle, just um, avoiding a couple of cyclones out there, um, straight to Fremantle. But we had a few issues on the way. We thought we had a suspected engine fire, which was both our alternators burnt out. And we'd had a problem with the rig cutting halyards. So um, it was quite um, an interesting trip, to say the least. Yeah, interesting and challenging too. So how did the crew stand up to that? 
Um, the crew were incredible, you know. I, I always find that when you have a team working together and it all goes pear-shaped, that's when everyone sort of pulls together and just goes, okay, this is what we're dealing with, let's just get on with it. So the crew, the crew were incredible through all the mm. challenges we faced. They were amazing. And what was it like coming home last year in April, coming back into Sydney? Oh, it's always fabulous sailing into your home port. You know, you always have friends and family waiting for you and we came in at a semi-decent time, so it was a lot better. Mm. Um, and it's, it's just the best it's the best harbour to sail into, whether you're from Sydney or not. It's just fabulous. And, look, that also leads me into another couple of journeys you've done back into Sydney. You've completed two clipper races around the world in 2015 and 2018. And in 2018 went to win it overall with your friend Nikki as well coming in second behind you. So first and second skippers. Never done before, and I don't think we'll see it again. That was such an inspirational achievement. So what drives you and sailors like Nikki to do these big races? For myself, I just love sailing offshore. Um, I signed up to Skipper in the Clipper Race because I thought I needed a challenge. I wanted something big that was there. So for <laughs> me, it's just, yeah, for me, it's just that with Clipper, it's a bit different, you know, getting a new team together that you don't choose your team and making them come together as a team and bonding um, and then trying to find that level playing field where everyone wants to, you know, some people want to win, some people just want to sail around the world, some people just want to, I don't know what some people want to do, <laughs> not be competitive. But it's just trying to find that, that equal ground. So, you know, that's what I really enjoy, watching the team come together. And just out in the ocean, I just love the ocean and I'm competitive. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. It's a, mm. it's, it's a wonderful world out there offshore. Oh, Absolutely. So with the Clipper races, what was the difference between 2015, 2016 and 17 and 18 besides just the win that you had? For me, it was a lot about my own personal growth as well. I was a much better skipper in the second race. Um, part of that came down to having more confidence, knowing what to expect. So that was my, my challenge and to be kinder to myself if I made a mistake. And I was just really lucky. I had two awesome teams just on the second team. I just had a few better sailors that people had sailed a bit longer mm-hmm. um, and they were able to get the rest of the team up to their stand. And so we, we started, you know, one or two steps higher than I had previously. And that made all the difference. You know, you know, it was all down to that teamwork we had. We had such a strong bond on that second, that second race, you know, when wives and husbands and partners would fly out, they were there waiting for us on the dock to help clean the boat and, help us do chores and stuff and not run off with their partners so it was wasn't just the team on the boat it was the team on land which was huge so it was yeah oh that's amazing that that is Mm. um that's a great insight there what is the most challenging ocean or seaways that you've ever traveled say yeah okay really Without a doubt, the biggest seas and the more fronts after front was the North Pacific both times. Um, the first race, the 15-16 race, we had a knockdown um, where, you know, the top of the mast was laying in the water. Um, the whole lured pedestal and helm cage got completely flattened with someone under it, nearly drowned. We lost the radar dome. We lost the life raft. Uh, it was just horrendous. It was just huge. So I'd always say the North Pacific for me, it was the biggest seas we ever saw. And it was just, you know, it was just relentless. It was front after front after front. Mm. Um, Southern Ocean's fantastic. Uh, we weren't, you know, we don't go around the bottom of South America. We go through the Panama Canal. So we don't get way south and see the horrendous stuff down there. But um, I can easily say the North Pacific's on par with it. You know, it's just horrendous. Wow. 
What about the Rolex Sydney to Hobart? That's another big race. It's a challenging race. You've done that a number of times. So what makes you keep coming back for that? Oh, it's my favourite race of all time. <laughs> um, one, yeah, one, because it's from my home club. I'm a member of the CYCA, so it's you know, my home club race. And the reception you get in Hobart is just extraordinary. It's just amazing. And Hobart is just such a wonderful place anyhow. And just the race, it's, it's so many races within a race. And because it's, you know, anywhere between, you know, I can't, don't go on a really fast boat, so, you know, anywhere between three and five days, it's a sprint, but you've still got to pace yourself, you know, mm. but you just have so many different conditions in that short period of time. So it's physically challenging, it's mentally challenging, and it's exciting. I just love it. You had a, another win in 2018, taking out the Jane Tate Memorial Trophy as well. That On the clipper, that would have been the highlight for you. I know we were all excited to see you there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, yes, you don't you don't think about that sort of stuff when you're racing. And it was quite funny because Zoe Taylor, who I went on and did uh, the next Hobart with her on her boat, Grace O'Malley, she was in the Derwent before us and we overtook her, not realising that that made us the first female skipper to get in. And it was quite hilarious because everyone's going, oh, you just beat Zoe. And it's like, oh, did we didn't even realise. And I said, Zoe, <laughs> do you know we were playing for this trophy? And she's like, no, we are just sailing. So we didn't, you know, I personally don't think of that stuff. You're just out there to race and race as hard and as fast as you can do. And if you get anything nice at the end, that's sort of the bonus. It sure is. Now, and Zoe's just bought a new boat, so hopefully we'll see her at the start line for this year's Sydney to Hobart. Yeah, it's very exciting. She just did really well over the Caribbean on it, so it's really cool. Well, I'll touch base with her later on in this series. So are there any races that you haven't done that you'd really like to do? Oh, yeah, there's a few, you know, round island race. So hopefully that happens this year. Like mm-hmm. Ireland as in the country, not Isle of Wight, because everyone keeps getting that mixed up. The the Fastnet race, whenever I've been over in the UK, it's always been a clipper year. So I haven't been able to do that. So Fastnet race and Middle Sea race. And I'd like to get some two-handed sailing in as well. So there's still okay. a fair bit out there I want to do. <laughs> well, that's great. You started sailing at the age of 24. So what inspired you? When- yeah, I started sailing later in life. Um I just started reading as much as I could once I started sailing. So I, was, I think the first big inspiration for me was always Kay Cotty and what she did all those years ago was just extraordinary. So Kay Cotty was always the first one, then Ella MacArthur and then anyone I could read after that. So they were the first two women that really inspired me. And then just reading, you know, Sir Robin Knox Johnson and what they did, you know, the race for Madman around the world all those years ago was just extraordinary as well. So, And just anybody who just gets out there and goes sailing basically. Mm. So after you head off to the UK, hopefully I keep my fingers crossed for you there, when are we going to see you back for the Sydney to Hobart this year? Oh, absolutely. I hope so. (laughs) Oh, love it. So just off the top of your head, what Hobart would this be for you? Um. Oh, I remember it easily because the last one was number 13. So this will, the next this one, if I do it this year, that'll be 14. 14. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Look, we really do look forward to having you back here. It's always nice to catch up and have a, have a glass of wine or two <laughs> at the Hopefully club. that can happen soon. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> that will happen soon. So uh, very I hope strange. So. Yeah. yeah, it does feel a little bit strange, doesn't it? Yeah, I was just down that way this morning because I had to drop something off to someone and it's like, it's just so weird to see the club shut up. Yeah, it's mm. very strange. Mm. Mm. Well, look, thanks for your time. 
It's been amazing. Have a wonderful day and I look forward to catching up later in the year, hopefully before we do Hobart. So, Wendy, fair winds and following seas. Okay, thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Wendy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening today. And if you would like to find out more, please visit our Facebook page, Sailing Women's Network Australia. You can also contact us via our website, sailingwomensnetwork.com.au. Have a great day.